Welcome to episode eight of the Nosebleeds podcast presented by Old Rose Sports. As always, I'm your adequate host, Alden, and we've got Nick Watts and Gonzo with us today as always. Uh, sports are officially happening again, and we've been soaking it in as much as we can. It's exciting. So today we'll be discussing the first week of the return of Major League Baseball, maybe the last week, uh, discussing some NFL news, talking about the NBA and NHL's returns this week, giving our thoughts on uh, Lou Williams' field trip to Magic City, and talking about the furthest you've gone to risk it for the biscuit. We got all that, plus a sick fire in the booth and much more. Enjoy episode eight of The Nosebleeds. Okay, we are back, and so is baseball. So what do you guys uh, – what are your initial impressions of the new season? Yeah, so obviously the biggest news is 17 Marlins got tested positive for 18. coronavirus. 18, 18. now. Yeah. Uh, which is concerning for sure for the future of the MLB this season. And, uh, yeah, I mean it basically just speaks to – the mistake that baseball made of how they decided to have, you know, these teams travel across the country or not, you know, sometimes across the country, but while they are playing in divisions, I guess they don't have to travel as much, but still they really should have done a bubble, try to figure that one out instead of have them continue to go to their own stadiums. And so I think this is really just the consequences of that decision by Mon Rob Manfred. And so you know, we're going to be up in the air for at least a week and see what happens with the Marlins and the Phillies. Hopefully we can get that sorted out and, you know, baseball will continue on. But, you know, there's really no telling to see if this, you know, won't happen again. It might happen to another team. Miami has had a lot of problems, just the city in general with coronavirus. So hopefully that just might just be an outlier. But I think it's definitely a, it's a warning sign for baseball. They got to start you know, protecting the players more, start doing more consistent testing and make sure that they take the safety precautions really seriously because I want this <laughs> – I want the season to go on. Uh, I need some sports or something, you know. Not to be the Debbie Downer, but there's no way they make it through this season, at least with the way they're currently doing it. I mean, there's just going to be – the Marlins aren't going to be the only example. It's only a matter of time before this happens to other teams. The and Martins like, were just – it was just the first domino to fall. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, the whole bubble talk, I think it's too late for the MLB to even consider implementing that. Like, I know it seems like it's only been around oh, for Oh, yeah. Week. I mean, it's too late, but they, they should have done that to start with. Yeah. I mean, the NFL's got to look at this and look at the NBA and the NHL and seriously take notes because the MLB season's already 10% done. Like, I don't know if you guys knew that, which is crazy considering, like, it's only been a week, but – that's what it is. Yeah, I just. Dude, what was so funny today? By the way, at this point in the year, where there's like there still are some days that you could do makeup games, but like, what if this happens right before the playoffs, where like a whole team goes positive? It's just I don't see how they're gonna ever finish it. What was so funny, by the way, uh, about the NFL today? I saw the Lions tweeted out, you know, they've added plexiglass to the locker room. Yeah, Somebody else that. responded, like, "Yeah, that'll help right up until the point where they have to get up and go play football with each other." <laughs> so stupid. Dude. Yeah, I saw. Also, the Lions are making players take three COVID tests before they enter the building each day. So I, I do think that they're doing a little better job testing than baseball. Well, they, the NFL should also do a bubble as well. I think the only way to have sports is to do a bubble. They, get the, all problem, the NFL's problem is going to be you're never going to get the Players Association to sign off to do a whole season. They're, because like it's one thing for the NBA and the NHL where they're just finishing their season in the bubble, but expecting these NFL players to go to a bubble for five months, 
that'll just yeah but at the same time at the same time you could probably figure out a way to maybe do uh, fewer games uh, yeah. and also you know if you're the nfl players look at it this way would you prefer to get paid for the entire season and live in a bubble or would you prefer to not have a season and not get paid so whether that's you know moral or not whether that's you know something that the players are going to want it might just be the only option they're going to have because at the end of the day nfl players aren't are going to want to get their paychecks. They're not just going to be like, yeah, cancel the season. So, yeah, I think, just, I think you that's know, I, the I only do way hope, to go about it. I do hope baseball gets to continue. Obviously, like I don't want the season to get shut down. I'd like them to be able to play it out. Um, and they have made a lot of rule changes to try to accommodate things like this. Um, I did see a new proposal today that there was a, they were thinking about doing a minimum of 45 games and then just going by winning percentage. So you have to play at least 45. Yeah. Games. I saw, I saw that today too, or I don't know if that was today or yesterday, but I definitely saw that as well that you don't have, That's to, the not, way they to might not get through all, all 60, but then at the, at the point you're doing that, it's like that, that just means that you're starting to give up, you know, yeah. it means that, that the hope is kind of getting lost. And people are now saying, well, we're probably not going to finish the season if we're just going to go by winning percentages. I yeah, think, I mean, there's just, I mean, it's hard because they put themselves up against such a wall with uh, 60 games in 67 days. There's just not even that much time for them to make these games up. Well, regardless, I think we should talk about the games that have happened, especially last night with Joe Kelly throwing pitches <laughs> at the Astros. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was honestly awesome to see. That bench because, clearing thing was the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he threw it. He threw at the Astros like three different times, right? And then he oh, finally twice. twice. When he finally struck out Carlos Correa to end the nice eight. swing, bitch. Yep. Like, <laughs> and that started the bench clearing. Uh, Whoa. Thing. I really hope that gif of him goes uh, viral, or like that. Where like that's just like a Michael Jordan crying meme of him doing like the mopey the, faces, the, the crybaby. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. I feel like I could use so much. It was only. I mean, that. I actually like. For I took down my. Uh, I took off my Dodger hater hat and like honestly was just loving watching Joe Kelly. I didn't actually watch the game. I was watching the Giants uh, game, but I was watching the clips on Twitter. And, I mean, every single time I saw Joe Kelly he'd just go after the Astros, it was so funny. Um, yeah, the one that he threw up at, uh, was it Bregman's head at the 3-0 count? He, he tried Bregman. to end that man's life. Dude, I feel, was, Joe Kelly wasn't even on the team last year, right? Or something like that? It, he, he wasn't just, on the team just, in, yeah, in 17, he was on the Red Sox. <laughs> the so, that that the was Ast the funniest part about it. Yeah, well, the Astros went through the Red Sox to get to, like, the, you know, the AL championship and, like, to get there. But – yeah, dude. I mean, you know they, how they talk about, like, Yankees earning their pinstripes. Like, Joe Kelly, like, earned his right to, like, rock that Jesus. white and blue forever. Shut up. <laughs> dude, I'm starting a petition. I want a Joe Kelly why statue. Would you, why, no, but here's the thing. You don't, you don't ever want to start off your top of conversation of comparing anybody. You don't want to be a Yankee, like, a Yankee fan. You don't want to be like, oh, yeah, we need pinstripes. Like, the reason why Yankee fans are such douchebags is because they talk about 27 rings and pinstripes all the time. So don't be like them. <laughs> You're better than that. We got I, I am in favor, though, Gonzo, of getting him a statue. The only thing that would have been better is if he'd have actually hit Bregman in Korea. Yeah, I mean. Well, he hit dude, Bregman, right? No, he no, barely so he missed just, him. Yeah, he just like yeeted oh, I it thought, over his I head. Well, I saw the video. I thought it, I, to me it looked like he hit Bregman. It did I, I actually. I saw the video too. It did look like it, but it was the way that I don't know. It was like the way the camera okay. angle was. Yeah, it didn't actually hit him. No. And then what pisses me off is little bitch boy Correa wants to go and like start complaining and like running with his tail between his legs. And I'm like, dude, like the pitch that Joe Kelly threw at you was like an 80 mile an hour curveball, like that missed your head if he wanted to hit you he would have thrown his high 90s fastball up there like like he did with Gregman well yeah, here's, dude. The, here's the thing about the Astros though it's like you can't complain about people throwing at you you know the reason why they're throwing at you you cheated you know what I mean, I mean yes, dude I mean like you can be like fuck you like you asshole yada 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 but at the end of the day it's like don't be like, yo, why'd you try to hit me? It's like, well, you, you know why. Obviously, obviously you cheated and like all the fans think you cheated. But if you even in your own mind think, oh, I didn't cheat. Uh, but like you at least have to have the fucking awareness to realize, but people at least think I cheated. So that's why you're getting thrown at. It's like you have yeah. to expect that if you're the Astros. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then and I just love how, how blatantly you went about it too. Yeah. 
And Dusty Baker goes out there and then he hops on like the post game interviews. Like I get it, defending his players. He's like, and he's he's like all- trying to end my player's career. It's like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, Dusty Baker's a player's manager. He's like a he's a historic manager, a great manager. But he knew what he was getting himself into when he took this job. Yeah. Like they were coming for their heads. Like, don't act like you're surprised. Don't. And now they want the MLB to punish one. Nobody got fucking hit. It's one thing if like we you know beam somebody in the head. Nobody got hit. And, bro, you guys cheated to get to, like, the mountaintop of Major League Baseball. Everybody in the league is going to want to come after you right now. Don't act soft. Don't act like a little pussy-ass bitch when everybody wants to come at you right now and you don't, you don't want the consequences. Like, no, there's consequences to actions, dude. I do, I do want to talk real quick, though. Um, you know, speaking of baseball, a lot of rule changes this year with the whole, you know, COVID, everything like that. Um, you know, that one of the probably the most controversial is this uh, runner on second base in extra innings. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I know I like it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I think it brings more action to the game. So, I mean, that's really all I have on it. I feel I think the rule changes are are pretty good for the most part, at least so far. Uh, nothing's negative affected me. So, yeah, and to, I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll basically say I'm for it until it does negative affect me and say I don't like it anymore. yeah like i think the rule changes that they put in place this year the runner on second base and extra innings the relief pitchers having to get three outs or like go to the end of the inning um and then the you know the universal dh i don't know if these are like long-term baseball rule changes or if it's just for this year but you know what baseball's problem all along has been that it's just not that exciting of a sport you could go hours in baseball with with nothing exciting happening and it reflects that when baseball has the lowest ratings of the four professional sports by like a lot. It, the average baseball game only has like seven hundred and twenty-five thousand. I mean, hockey must have less than that. No, hockey, hockey, and the NBA, uh, for an average game, have like one around one point two million viewers. Basketball. There's also higher. there's also more baseball games, but what I want the change to be is I want them to take down the nets so pay, players can start teeing off on the on the fans heads <laughs> and then i think they should i think they should see how like how many like the stadium that got the most uh fans like decapitated those little cardboard pieces like we do they, they count them up they do some uh advanced statistics and see how many uh got hit so like are you on board for that like forever or just this year to see how no, many? Ju- oh, no just this year just this okay year. i was with about to card- say that. no 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 <laughs> no with, with the with the cardboard cutouts i think it'd be so much it'd be so funny to see just uh like John Carlos Stanton put a ball through somebody's head because he's like swinging the ball so goddamn fast. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Anything to make the board. sport more exciting because, like, it, it is just, oh man, some of these games are hard to get through. Like, watching a three hour, you know, one nothing pitcher's duel, that can be pretty brutal sometimes. So, anything to make I've it more exciting. I've, I've actually kind of been enjoying it just because I haven't seen baseball in so long that I've been yeah. liking, I've been liking to watch the game. This again. is definitely the most. Plus, now that I've we have the fantasy, now that we have the fantasy league, it makes it a lot more interesting. You know, I, yeah. I watched, I watched uh, the White Sox and the Indians yesterday. I had Lori Garcia who went a whopping. <laughs> Zero for eight in a double header, which is like nearly impossible. It didn't get a single hit, so he was dropped from the fantasy team from the Tebow Virgin Warriors. Uh, however, Jose Breo did go yard, which is nice. Not to talk about my fantasy team too much, but well, yeah, that's the, I think that's the shambles. well, that's that's the saving grace about about this season, though, is it makes it so much nicer for it's just so much more like. I, I want to say, is it is it edible or not edible? Um, meaningful? Not meaningful. Fuck, I need a thesaurus. Uh, <laughs> uh, just like it, it just makes it. It's nicer that's a lot more concise. I, I don't. I forget even the word. Um, Baseball like should consider making the season sixty games every year. So yeah, exactly. That's my whole point. Is that you know, like it it makes it so that you're paying more attention to each individual game. I mean, as as Gonza said, we're ten percent through the games already. So, yeah, and like I know Kuzi said before, he's like, even in a hundred and sixty-two game season, every game matters. That's not true. Like, you it's not drop, true. It's you can drop true. so many games and still make the playoffs in a hundred and sixty-two game season. Every game is not meaningful. You literally have teams that'll tank games in a hundred and sixty-two game season just because they don't want to like put their pitcher out there or. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, one rule I wish they did implement, which they didn't, is like a shot clock between yeah. 
like pitch. Like you got, yeah. you have 15 seconds after the catcher like throws it back to you to like. That's one of the things that, that annoys me so much with baseball is how long some of them take. And then like, you'll have players like, I don't think they should be allowed to like step out of the batter's box and the pitcher shouldn't be allowed to just like take time for no reason. Like they've got to do anything they can to speed the game up and make it more exciting. They need to move the pitcher's mound back. That'd help. Yeah. No. And like, so the way that the, like the season's scheduled right now with the 60 games, every game matters. Every game is counts as like one series. Yeah. So for like a team like, like the Red Sox, where you're just wetting the bed every time you step like on the diamond. They're in it's trouble. Gonna, they're, bro, they're in trouble. They got, they got shit whipped by like the fucking Oreos, and now they're getting shit on again by the Mets. With I'm looking right now, with the exception of opening day against the Orioles, they haven't allowed less than seven runs in any other game since. Yeah. Which is that's in, Yeah, I mean you, in a sixty game season you don't have the time. Digestible. Digestible. The season's so much more digestible. <laughs> that was that's go. what I was looking for. Yeah, I mean just that's why I said edible. That's why I said edible. I was like, I know it has something to do with food. It makes it so much more digestible. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Apologies. No, just in a 60-game season, I mean, you you don't have time to get off to a bad start. If you lose, you know, 7 of 10, you're in big trouble. I mean. And that's how it should be, I think, in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty ridiculous that there's a sport where you could lose, you know, 15 straight games and still make the playoffs. So. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, this episode is brought to you in part by Lucky Sperm Club USA. Now, Lucky Sperm Club USA, what it is, it's a clothing company that sells some of the coolest, coolest new shirts, hats, and outerwear. And they have so much more as well. Go give them a follow on Instagram at Lucky Sperm Club USA and check out their website at luckyspermclubusa.com. And just for our listeners, use code NOSEBLEEDS, N-O-S-E-B-L-E-E-D-S, all caps, for 10% off your order. That's code word, nosebleeds, all caps, for 10% off. Go check them out and join the club. Also, I said outer wear. I meant our outer wear. I couldn't pronounce that very well. I apologize. Either way, I can't read, so that's the best I can do. Go to luckyspermclubusa.com. Speaking of, uh, of viewers, obviously the, NH- uh, the NFL is up at the top of that and training camp starts this week. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Uh, but there's some players that are dropping out. I know Gonzo was messaging us about that today. I saw oh, yeah. you said that like uh, a couple of Patriots opted out of the season, it looks like. Yeah, so I have a list of – this is just today. I'm a, like this is bound to grow. Yeah. Um, notable players as between like last night and today who have opted out. Uh, Vikings D-tackle, Michael Pierce. Bills D-tackle started Telly. Pats, these are all from the Pats right now. Safety Patrick Chung, running back Brandon Bolden. Offensive tackle Marcus Cannon, linebacker Dante Howard. Uh, I mean, Dante Hightower. Hightower. Dumbass. And then (laughs) Eagles wide receiver uh, Marquise Goodwin. Like you got, these, these guys are dropping like left and right. Some of them. So if you're not deemed a high risk like individual, you only get like a hundred fifty thousand dollars stipend. If you're high risk like Michael Pierce and Marcus Cannon, you get like three fifty k. So those players have like pre existing health uh, conditions. I think that the NFL really needs to take a serious look at what's going on in Major League Baseball because they're going to run into the same problem if they don't do a bubble. They can do all the testing they want, but we know the type of lifestyles that these NFL players live and they're definitely going to be going out and it's going to be a problem. They're going to all get it uh, if they don't do a bubble. And like, I mean, baseball couldn't even get through one weekend. The fact that the NFL thinks they can get through a whole season of traveling with not having this issue. Well, here's the other thing too. When I look at the Patriots and the fact that so many players dropped, I think it was five or six, that tells me that they don't think they're going to compete. And I think that's kind of a scary sight if you're a Patriots fan is the fact that, like, you haven't seen any Niners drop out yet. And, you know, they're a competing team. That's not even, like, a humble brag or anything like that. But you're not going to see a lot of Chiefs drop out because they think they can compete too. Even the Detroit Lions haven't had a single player drop out. I mean, so so I think that's kind of scary if you're Cam Newton, if the rest of your team doesn't have confidence in you. And But the good on the bright side for the Patriots, Cam Newton can pretty much play any position on the field. You know, he can play wide receiver. They could just line – yeah, they could line him up anywhere. 
If you find out a way to clone Cam Newton, I think he'd be pretty good. Honest to God, though, if you could take one player in the NFL football or uh, National Football League, I don't know why I call it (laughs) NFL football. Either way, Cam and like have him play, have that one person play every single position on the field. It would be honestly, yeah, because like his body is still, he's like what, six foot four, six foot five. Yeah, you know, he's two, solid. Two something solid as a rock. He knows how to play quarterback, so he could play literally anywhere on the field. He'd be a great um, defensive. If you, if you have to, yeah. So, but regardless, unfortunately, they can't clone Cam Newton, so that might be tough for them. Either way, it just tells me that they're not really looking to compete. If so many players dropped out, well, that I was do want to got from it the most. Yeah, I do want to take this time to shout out a rest in peace to uh, to Gonzo because the Dallas Cowboys did not get Jamal Adams despite his predictions uh, <laughs> to the contrary. Jamal Adams got shipped off to Seattle uh, on a massive, like for a massive deal. Uh, Seattle gave up two firsts, Bradley McDougal and a third. Um, so yeah, he's in Seattle and he got what he wanted. So Gonzo, I, I do want to say, you know, I'm sorry that Dallas didn't get him. Now you got more money to pay Dak. Yeah, it's all good. I wouldn't want to have like Dallas to give up that draft capital for him. Like anyway, I mean, he's worth it. Don't get me wrong, but that's just a lot for any franchise to give up. Yeah, I don't, I would not have given. He's like, also, can we just talk about like how much of a, like of a baby he sounded like? He sounded like Antonio Brown from last year. First, he complained about the owner then he complained about the GM. Then he goes to the media, like talking, like, about the coach it's like god he sounds like such a child yeah but to be fair to be fair uh he doesn't sound as much of a channel as a child as antonio brown because antonio brown actually had a good situation uh it's the jets we're talking about here so he probably oh, has a right fair. to claim yeah <laughs> it's like, fucking adam the, gaze he looks like an insane person yeah dude Goddamn the jets aren't yeah, eyes not, yeah no they're not winning anytime soon with adam gaze the only thing that he's ever going to win is a stare contest so yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't know. I just think it's it's kind of chat, especially because we can we can get into this. Obviously, him and uh, Le'Veon Bell have been beefing on social media, but um, yeah, you know, Le'Veon said that you know Jamal Adams pushed to get him there, and he came. And then Jamal Adams just up and leaves. So those two aren't happy. Yeah, they're gonna beef Jamal Adams set to mark their calendars week fourteen. I'm kind of excited just to see those guys just go at each other with those new stormtrooper helmets. Like it's gonna look like a movie on the. Are field. they actually? They're not using those, are they? They're no, they're u- they're using something. They're using something a little bit different. I've seen a couple of like models of it. It's basically just something that covers the mouth. Oh, okay. But here's the main thing: I would be actually mad if I was Le'Veon Bell too, because I've heard Le'Veon Bell talk about how you know he believes in the process and he he knows it's going to take a while for the Jets to get good. So, me lose a main piece like that, it's probably tough to, for him to see that, especially when he's signed to a, uh, a decent contract. But you know, when you're the Jets and you decided to hire fucking Adam Gase when he was terrible with the Dolphins, you don't you shouldn't really have much post. Or oh wow, breaking news. <laughs> Uh, MLB postpones all my Marlins games through Sunday after recent coronavirus outbreak yeah. impacts schedules of Yankees, Orioles, and Phillies. Sorry to interrupt you guys, but well, I mean, can't just on that. I mean, I can't say it surprises me because you know, obviously, knowing myself right now, I'm broadcasting live with the coronavirus. Um, but for the you have coronavirus, yeah, <laughs> you, you didn't you didn't look at the group me yesterday. <laughs> but my point have you been being, wearing a mask. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, that's probably why. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. No, I uh we're 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 thriving though. No, my point my point being with that like they're not going to test negative right away. So, I mean, I know that they had the pool of 60 players or whatever, but you know, it's going to take a while for those players to test negative. So, I think that's a smart move. Well, either way, back to the NFL. I mean, yeah, if I was Jamal Adams, I probably wouldn't have been happy in that situation either. Uh, but another beef I looked at and I thought was even a little bit more entertaining was when Keenan Allen just out <laughs> of the blue, like there was nothing that even like he did not need to respond to that at all. But he just kind of went out of his way to say that he was a better wide receiver than Chris Godwin, uh, Chris, Chris Godwin, uh, Michael Thomas, and who's the third one? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah. There was just yeah, no like, point to that. First of all, by the way, if you're going to be cocky, you might as well just go all out and attack every single of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah. Oh, but, instead he, yeah. 
it said like the, it's so funny that he literally was just like yeah i'm like the seventh best wide receiver in the league <laughs> like, <laughs> he like went after like chris godwin and mike evans like if I'm going to make that claim, I'm just going to go after Julio, Odell, A.J. Green. Obviously, Antonio Brown is, like, not really an equation anymore, but I still would have gone after everybody at the top. Oh, I suppose, yeah. like, like he wasn't even like, oh, I'm the best I'm the best wide receiver in the league. He's like, no, I'm probably, like, fifth or sixth, you know? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. I hate it, too. Like, it's kind of the same with the Madden readings, but I hate when I see players that are complaining about this NFL 100 list. Like, first of all, he should be happy he's even on it because, like, there's a lot of players that got snubbed on that list that aren't even on it at all that should be like kenny galladay for example uh so i think it's like i mean he he should be happy that he's even on it to be complaining about that it's pretty ridiculous especially since it's voted on by the players like they're literally like the people that go up against him are saying you you know here's where you are and he's complaining about it i don't know well i think um you know as godwin said he was just like dude why are you doing this like we don't make the rankings or like it's not just one person making the rankings you know so it's not like chris godwin was like oh yeah i'm better than him you know so it's a little bit insane to do that and he committed like the one like the one fuck up that you don't do like when you like start shit on the internet especially on twitter which is like you tagged the wrong guy. So oh like, yeah, <laughs> uh, he tagged Mike or uh, Chris Goodwin, some guy with like 19 followers. Dude, that guy must have had the time of his life. He must have gotten like he had like 19 followers, but he has like 100 now. That's sick for him. Yeah, dude. Um, right, before we go, I, I mean, I will say that Keenan Allen is probably underrated, but I mean, there's no need to do that. It, yeah. yeah, it just sounds yeah. stupid. Same with the people that complain about Madden ratings. Yeah. All right, before we get off the NFL, we have to address the elephant in the room here, and that is the Washington football team. So that came out like right after we recorded the last episode, so I know it's been a, close to a week, but we've got to discuss that because, you know, Dan Snyder, what are you doing, man? Yeah, so this is going to be a two-parter for me at least. You know, the funniest part of that whole thing for me, and we're going to talk a little bit of NHL after this, but definitely was literally like an hour after – Seattle announced their team name was Kraken. Dan Snyder just came over the top with the Washington football team, and their entire team announcement just went on. It was like slid right underneath the rug. Nobody cared about that the new hockey team in Seattle anymore. It was all about how ridiculous it was that Dan Snyder named his team the Washington football team. Dude, I have. And Wait, it's just it. like at this at this point, dude. Just give up. Just fucking change change your team name. Like it's not that big of a deal. Just change it. It could be anything. Instead, he's doing this weird like one year Washington football team where he's gonna make all their jerseys. Oh, did look- you see the news last night? No. The news came out from the Redskins beat reporter that said Dan Snyder was considering making the name change permanent. Jesus. Oh, I hope so. But anyway, like, and all, all the jer- all the jerseys are gonna look like they belong on Directv ads. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think I speak for like more than just myself when I say that like I would have settled for like even the Bad News Bears as a team name for Washington. Like anything was better than what they did. I personally think that he just got tired of thinking. And you know, like if you take like a like a test that you didn't study for, and it's multiple choice A, B, C, and D, and you go no. when in doubt Charlie out. Like that's definitely what he did. He just picked. No, like, the- he's just a supreme. <laughs> he's just such a supreme asshole. He's such a supreme asshole with so much money, and he doesn't like when people tell him what to do. So he knows that he can fight this for as long as he wants because this is just a game to him. You know, this is for, yeah. That's for, exactly what he's doing for for fans. It's like they care about the team and they want the team to be successful, and they just want the team name to be changed so they can get back to playing football. He does not give a flying fuck about the fans. He doesn't care anybody else about – he doesn't care about anybody else other than himself. So that's why he's literally just using this as entertainment for him to just, like, fuck around and do whatever he wants with the team name because, you know, he has nothing else this, to do. This and he is has his billions way of, like, of dollars yeah. to do it. This is his way of making a point that he didn't want to have to change the name in the first place. It's not even like he, I, I bet you he doesn't even like, I mean, I'm, even if I'm sure he's like, oh yeah, this name is offensive or something like that. It's just the fact that he doesn't want some people that are, you know, in his eyes below him, you know, and he's shown this for years that he does not care about the fans. So it's just like, he doesn't like people telling him what to do. Cause he's, you know, he wants to be Mr. Big Dick. He's one of those NFL owners that has a terrible team, but does, you know, he, he, he acts like he cares, but he probably doesn't really at all. 
and he just wants to make all the decisions. So yeah, he's just going to keep, you know, digging this, for, you know, just fucking doing this forever until he finally tries to get his way. And then he's going to lose that battle and probably sell the team or some shit. Well, the fact that I saw, like I said, I saw that report that said that he's considering making this permanent. I, that's just crazy. Uh, speaking of team names, though, I, I we do have to address the Seattle uh, Kraken. What do you guys think of that as the name for the new Seattle NHL franchise? Well, I think, you know, I, I'm not a fan of collective nouns as team names. So, like, I'm not a fan of, like, Magic or Jazz or anything like that. But in general, I'm just happy that Seattle got another, you know, major sports team because I hope it brings basketball back. And, you know, it, it brings uh, a new fan group to the NHL. That's going to do like, well in Seattle. Yeah, because, you know, they've, they've missed the winter sport for so long. And just in general, you know, I like it when it creates new rivals – you know, they can be rivals with the Canucks and or or the Sharks, you know, and it brings the NHL like it, it brings in a wider fan group fan base throughout the country. And I, I like when the teams are more spread out, except like rather than just clumped up in one area in the country. So I like yeah. it. Yeah, I I know, you know, we we haven't really talked much NHL. We're going to uh, just quickly dive into this a little bit. So the NHL starts this week. Uh, starts with the Flyers and Penguins today, which is going to be interesting. Uh, and the, the the playoffs, the Stanley Cup qualifying round, gets underway this weekend. So that's definitely exciting. Uh, I know as a big Philadelphia Flyers fan, I'm ready uh, to see them try to make a run at a cup. Um, but it is good because I did see that they had zero positive COVID tests. So it looks like things are doing pretty well at the NHL bubbles, which is good. Yeah, because they're all in Canada, right? So they're Edmonton and Toronto. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. I do have something to admit, though. Now, if we're talking NHL, um, so to try to prepare for like a non-NHL guy, I did a little bit of research. Um, I must admit, I had no idea what the fuck a kraken was. So (laughs) it's like like a medieval creature. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Now I know because I fell into (laughs) this deep dark hole called the internet trying to figure out what a kraken was and my sister walked into my room and i'm here looking at like squid porn jesus <laughs> christ yeah before long gonzo's putting his credit card information on some like sketch <laughs> website for jesus dude well gonzo, what's great about the name the is they can call what's great about the name is like the fans can call themselves the crackheads yeah. there you go that's good. Their stadium is so bad. They got to get a better stadium. I, their stadium. No, they they just remodeled. Uh, it was the Key Bank Arena, I think is what it's called. So it was the old Supersonics Arena, and they completely remodeled it. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, so it's good. like a brand, it's a brand new stadium, pretty much. I mean, it's the same location. They just like completely tore it down and built it up again. So with the with the NHL starting, who are you guys picking? Uh, who do you think's got a, a good chance to win it all this year? Uh, I want to see the. I think I want to see the Avalanche. Oh hell yeah! All right, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't know anything about hockey, but I was looking at the Vegas odds and the names, and I'm like Colorado Avalanche. That sounds like a cool name, and they're at plus nine hundred right now, which is pretty decent value. So you you hammering that, Josh? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. Like, are they good? No. Oh, I mean, then I guess not. Well, I mean, they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I guess 24 teams were good enough to make the playoffs. So I think they do. I think they were one of the teams that got a first round bye. So I guess that they got that going for them. Yeah. As a hockey fan, I'll just give you some betting advice. Hammer the Eastern Conference. It's so much better than the West this year. Between the Bruins, Flyers, Capitals, Penguins. I love being a pretend hockey fan and just waiting for the Sharks to disappoint me in the playoffs. That's all I care about. All I care about is, like, last year, I didn't give a flying F about hockey until the playoffs started, and then the Sharks had that amazing series against the Knights where they had all those bullshit penalties in, like, the last five minutes of the third period. And I think it was game six or seven. I think we closed it out in, like, game six. But either way – those that's that's what i like about hockey is that i can kind of just join in right when my team gets good so so i don't have to pay attention at all question for you nick if 
if the uh, if the Sharks are in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals at the same time that the Warriors are in Game Seven of the NBA Finals, Warriors, it's literally already happened. The Warriors and the Sharks have both played. So in 2015, the Warriors uh, went to the championship, and uh, or actually, the Warriors were playing in the Western Conference Finals, and I think that was the year. Um, I mean, no, 2016 was we beat like we won back to back. No, no, no. 2016 is when we lost 3-1 against the Cavs in the finals. Uh, and the Sharks were playing in the Stanley Cup in 2016. I'm pretty you watched, sure. You watched the Warriors? Yeah, but they were pl- the Warriors were playing the Thunder. It was, uh, I think, game like seven. And they were also down 3-1 in that series. They actually came back to beat the I Thunder. I remember that series. Of course, it didn't end up mattering. And you know, no one ever talks about the time the Warriors came back 3-1 against the Thunder. They only talk about when we lost 3-1 against the Cavs. But right, exactly. Yeah, I'll always pick the Warriors ahead of the Sharks. Either way, I mean, that's just classic. Um, Gary Bettman's actually the worst fucking commissioner in all of sports. No way. Man, that's the that, No, Gary Bettman's a complete idiot. The guy took out hockey from the Olympics. Such an asshole. Well, I think they're and, bringing it back, so that's good. Yeah, because he realized how stupid he was. All right, um, so- and also not to mention, he just literally will schedule hockey right in the middle of like other way more popular sports. Like he'll literally schedule hockey at the same time that the NBA is playing. And I'm like, dude, just know your goddamn place. Well, speaking of bubbles, uh, we do have some NBA talk. And I wanted to start with, uh, th- with the New York Knicks. They, it looks like they're hiring Tom Thibodeau to be their new head coach. What do you think, Gonzo? Is that going to turn the Knicks around? I don't think so. Nope, I, I mean, agree he, with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he his glory days were over there in Chicago. He had the chance to replicate that success over there in Minnesota. And he had stars in Minnesota. You know, you had uh, – I mean, what, you had Zach Levine for a while. You had Andrew Wiggins. You had Kat. The Knicks Jimmy have Butler. nobody. Jimmy Butler. The Knicks have nobody. So, I mean, if you want to count Mitchell Robinson as a star or a building Dennis block, Smith I guess – Jr. Dude, yeah. Like, I, I so think here's a, my thing about the Knicks. I don't care who they hire as their head coach until James Dolan steps down as the owner of that team. They're going to be bad. You hit anybody that would hire Phil Jackson to be the president of the team when Phil Jackson couldn't even stay awake for like the player tryouts and stuff is just an idiot. And the fact that New York is one of the biggest basketball markets and yet nobody wants to come play for them, they can't get one big name to come play for them, just shows it. Until James Dolan sells the team, the Knicks are just going to be bad. It starts from the tops. It starts from the top. When you have a bad owner, it means that you have a bad GM, you have a bad coach, and you have bad players that don't want to play for the team. And that's what the Knicks are facing right now. I don't – Tip though is a great defensive coach, but in terms of how he treats his players, I mean, he treats NBA players like they're in the goddamn army. I mean, he runs yeah. them all up and down the court for hours and hours on end. It's how D Rose ended up getting injured so many times because mm-hmm. he just like pushes the hell out of them during practice. And when you're trying to coach an NBA team, these guys are making millions of dollars. It doesn't really work when you're acting like a drill sergeant. So yeah, I mean, maybe and the Knicks me, need I mean, it because they they're a young in, team, but they could bring in the best coach in basketball, but if Dolan's the owner, it's not going to work out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it just won't work out until they get rid of Dolan. So, uh, you know, with that, obviously, similar to the NHL, the NBA starts this week. Uh, first, actually, we've been having some exhibition games going on, which have actually been very entertaining. But the first real games start Thursday with the Jazz and the Pelicans and the Lakers and the Clippers. So that's going to be exciting to have some real basketball back. Um, what are you guys looking forward to? Who do you think? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think the playoffs are rigged to get uh, – I mean, the seeding games are rigged to get the Pelicans in. That's kind of the only team I'm excited to see. In terms of betting, I'm avoiding betting on Clippers and Lakers just because there's – I think it's like a five-and-a-half game difference between the Lakers at one and the Clippers at two. You're not going to cover that in a handful of games. So I could see both teams resting a bunch of, like, the star players. So, I mean, yeah, dude, I'm just going to – I'm probably going to hammer Pelicans every single game. In terms of when the playoffs start, you know, I'm excited to see the Clippers. I think I think they're going to be the favorites out of the West, and I think uh, the Bucks out of the East. Uh, I think the I think the Bucks probably have the best chance of of uh, winning the championship this year. But you know, 
the Lakers, I just, I just feel like they're not the strongest team out there, especially since it's, you know, just LeBron, Caruso, Rondo. Like, Bro, Alex Caruso, like didn't he drop like 17 last night in, the, in yeah. that exhibition game? It, it just uh, They just don't feel like that deep of a team compared to the Clippers. Yeah. You know, the Nuggets have Mobamba now, which might be a difference maker. No, Bobo, Bobo. Bobo, fuck. Obama. I don't know how I got those confused. Um, man, that's tough. I, I anyway, Bobo was looking like, what's he doing? Like, um, you heard that he got like randomly drug tested after going off. Oh, like, did he? One, yeah. I hate. He I love that they call it random drug testing when they only do it when a player has like a great game. <laughs> what's the What's the point of that? I mean, the guy's like seven three, so that's no wonder why he went off. And his dad played in the NBA, so it's like it doesn't. I don't think the kid really needs to get drug tested. Um, yeah, those. Are, I mean, I just named you know four of the top seeded teams in the NBA. I'd say. In terms of dark horses, I like I like the Mavs, you know, um, with Doncic and uh, and Porzingis. So, you know, they might be a tough out. But either way, I'd say Clippers and Bucks are probably my favorites from both sides. Yeah, Giannis is looking like an absolute beast. Okay, yeah. um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're finally going to get to the Big Ten in the conference preview, and we will bring back Fire in the Booth. Stay with us. All of your thoughts, I want everything. And when you get sad, like you do sometimes, put it all on me. Put it all on me. And we are back on episode eight of the Nosebleeds podcast. And we got an ad here. Gonzo, go for it. All right. So this episode is also brought to you by Flag Collab. We wanted to take a minute to shout out our boys over there for hooking us up with these clean nosebleed flags for the podcast. They make customized flags and stickers of any size for your room, boat, balcony, or business. You can follow them on Instagram at Flag Collab. Or visit their website to see their designs at flaglab.com. If you have an idea for a dope flag, you can submit it on their website too, and they'll have it made exactly how you want it. Use code NOSEBLEEDS at checkout to save 10% and get free shipping today. Okay, Big Ten. Nick, go for it. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to keep it pretty short and sweet. Obviously, a lot of Big Ten games were canceled because they're only playing a conference schedule. However, I think who's going to win the Big Ten is going to be Ohio State. I think we're going to have Wisconsin out of the Western Division. Um, and I think in terms of dark horses, I think Iowa is going to put up a tough fight. And I think that uh, I'm trying to decide whether I like Illinois or Maryland or Indiana. Illinois or Indiana, they might be tough this year to play against. In terms of favorite games I want to watch, I want to see Illinois versus Rutgers. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be bottom of the barrel, potentially, Rutgers, even though I just Rutgers gave Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, with uh, Greg Schiano. Yep. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch. It's going to be Greg Schiano versus um, – Les Miles at Kansas. No, 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 no. Who is uh, – Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith versus Greg Schiano, Rutgers, oh, yeah. Illinois. So, yeah. I have Ohio State versus Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship with Ohio State, unfortunately, winning. So I have Wisconsin, too, out of the West, but I'm going to go ahead and take Michigan in the East. I know Michigan's – they underperform every time or every year. Everybody's got big expectations for them. They underperform. But I just feel like Ohio State, they did lose a lot of players on that defense. Uh, you know, they lost Okuda, Arnett, Chase Young, all first-round picks. 
and then they lost a bunch of other players. Michigan's bringing back a lot of weapons on offense. Um, their quarterback, Milton, uh, he looks pretty good. So I'm going to take Michigan in the East, and then I'll take probably, I think I'll take Michigan to win it all. I really, I'm sold on Michigan this year. I think Harbaugh, it's a prove it year for him. Um, and then, you know, the conference Michigan. schedule, I think, is going to help Michigan. So. I don't know, man. Michigan's first four games are going to be really difficult. They have to play Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State, and then Minnesota. Well, Michigan four State's going to be really bad this year. Yeah, but they still get Wisconsin, Penn State, and then Minnesota. That's, that's a tough – People a tough sleep game. on Penn State so much. Penn State in their last four years have gone 11-2, and 9-3, and 11-2, and 11-2. And and I don't know why people sleep on Penn because, State. Because James Franklin, he just can't win big, the big game. Like, I mean, he's he always – Yes, he won the Cotton Bowl this year. He, that's, that's not making it to the top four in the college football playoff. I mean, those are New Year's Six Bowls. They're just not able to take down Ohio State. And, you know, um, they still have to compete with – I mean, they lost to Minnesota last year. They're as good as Wisconsin and Michigan. And, you know, that's the same thing, the same criticism that Michigan has. They just can't beat Ohio State. And when you're in the Big Ten East, you're going to have to learn to beat Ohio State. Gonzo, who you got? Yeah, so I'm going with Ohio State. I mean, they got Justin Fields, Heisman contender. So as long as he's there, they're going to – compete for a national championship you know I think the division um, and the conference is without a you know they're winning it without a question uh, I like Wisconsin on the other side I think like a sleeper team though that you had mentioned Penn State I think that the only thing that's separating James Franklin from like a great coach to like an elite coach um, you know is a championship like that and making it to the playoffs so maybe this is the year it happens I doubt it though with Justin Fields there um, I'm kind of going to like go against you, though. And I think Jim Harbaugh, his khakis, and his SpongeBob obsession are all on the hot seat because I, just, I can't see somebody holding a position for so long and not producing. Like, Well, he does produce. He just doesn't produce against Ohio State. I mean, dude. I don't know. I, 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 Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. Michigan, their problem has just been they don't have a good quarterback, but I think they finally have that. It's going to be interesting. I I do like Michigan, though. I mean, I I just Ohio State. Their defense is a problem. You have to admit that. Like they lost so many players, dude. But they recruit like just like as much as Alabama. Like they could just slot in a true freshman and he's going to ball out. I don't know. Well, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think the Big Ten's a competitive conference. Okay, Nick. <laughs> It is fire in the booth. Time for the hottest takes on all the streets from all the blokes over at Nosebleeds Podcast. We're going to go no cap. Hot and steamy at the streets of London. Just reminds me of the River Thames in the summer. You know how it is. First up, we got our main man's perfect Alden with his fire in the booth take for this week. Let's get it off, boys. All right. My fire in the booth this week, the LA Clippers will lose in the first round of the playoffs. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> okay, look, here, here's my reasoning. First of all, they have so many players that are not even with the team right now. Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, among others that are not even with the team, so they're not practicing. And then you have to like face the very real possibility that they're going to play the Mavericks in the first round. And... I'm take I would take Luca and Porzingis and the Mavs over the Clippers any day, especially when the Clippers have had like one off the court distraction after another with people not playing. Lou Williams and his struggles, um, you know, it, I I don't know. I just am not sold on the Clippers, especially if they have to play Dallas. So that is my fire in the booth this week. Gonzo, it's your time. All right, Go my fire in the take. Let's go. All right, so my fire in the booth this week. Taylor Swift does not give a shit about American sports. <laughs> so if you guys didn't see baseball came back last Thursday, Taylor Swift also chose um, on last Thursday to release that tweet that she's dropping that surprise album folklore at midnight, um, completely just cupped baseball out of like a bunch of, you know, viewers and shit like that. So, I mean, yeah, Taylor Swift hates sports. All right, so here's my take of the week. Why doesn't the NBA and all the other leagues, why don't they just build strip clubs in their bubbles? 
it would solve so many problems. <laughs> Think about this. You hook them up with those same rings that they get where they get tested immediately so the strippers could, you know, see if they have coronavirus or not. It keeps the players in the bubble. They have uh, plenty of groupies they can have sex with. And it keeps the whole league happy, and it keeps the symmetry. You know, it could have the chefs from Magic City come down and, and make wings for them. And I think that would be the best idea, especially for the NBA. You know, just bring Mag- Magic City to them. Don't have them leave the bubble. I think that's a great idea. Good I can get on board for that, yeah. Okay, well, you know, building on that, we have to address the elephant in the room this week, and that is Lou Williams and his field trip to Magic City. Uh, to the strip club where he was supposedly where he where he says he was just getting wings everybody knows he was getting a lot more than wings um so you know he's obviously put himself and the or he was going to put himself in the league at risk so that he could go to the strip club with jack harlow uh i want to get your on on this on this issue because this is you know big sports topic so like you're hearing you're shitting on like the food like strip clubs have fire food bro like, I, I'm not disputing that. I'm saying he was there for a lot more than the wings, though. Yeah, the fact that – so I put this – He was there for the breasts on, as well. On, on older Wisco. And people were like, dude, you're an idiot. There's, I, so one guy said, Lou Williams just went for the wings. And I said, dude, he's a professional basketball player. Of, like, of course, he didn't just go for the wings. People were like, dude, he totally did. Like, oh, my God, his wings are the favorite there. It's like, come on, man. Let's use our heads here. Let's just not just go off of what, what Twitter is saying. He kept saying, oh, I just got wings. Dude, you definitely had sex. Like, that's just a blatant lie. <laughs> and then what's, what's the point of lying about that? And, like, all these people are coming at me. Like, dude, he just went to get wings. Like, he has wings named after him at Magic City. It's like, well, if a guy has wings named after him at Magic City, he probably also has a lot of sex at Magic City. Yeah, so, he probably spends a lot of time there. By the way, you know, I'll introduce this segment, but – uh, basically, we're going to go through our responses to our question that we put up on Instagram, and we're going to see who took it to the first, furthest extent just to get laid. So for me, I saw a guy that drove 40 miles to go get laid. I saw there was a guy that said that he drove through a hailstorm that cracked his windshield. And I also, for the longest trip, I saw a cross-country flight just to get laid. So that guy probably wow. has some big bucks. So. I posted it on uh, Montana and uh, a couple other accounts. Uh, shout out uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Got over 40 responses from NC State. Some good job over there. Uh, and I got some interesting ones. So one person faked the flu and drove 12 hours to meet up with someone. Wait, one girl, this is like a weird flex. I don't know why this girl like felt that she had to like mention this, but she said she asked her maid to drive her to her boyfriend's house and then her maid ratted her out. And she mentioned maid like three times in her comment. Like she definitely wanted people to know that she had a maid. That was like the whole well, point. You could, you could tell she's actually not that wealthy because she calls her um, cleaning lady service, lady, service lady a maid. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually a butler. You know, I have a butler. <laughs> Yeah, so she was very uh, adamant on everybody knowing that she had a maid. I have a servant called her in my house. Yeah. And then we had someone who skipped a final in college to go meet up with someone, and then they got rejected when they got there. That's got to be brutal, to skip a final and then get rejected when you show up. So stupid. And then the the last good one I saw, someone said they left work early because they were pretending to throw up in the bathroom at work for over two hours so that they could leave. So that they could go meet up with the somebody. Yeah, man. I like that one. People are getting creative with this. So I got Sophia sent in. Use my school issued refund to rent out an Airbnb with him, and I lied to my parents by telling them I was going on a retreat with some of my girlfriends. So. That's like the person that used their stimulus checks to buy a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um then we got brandon from fsu sent in literally planned and threw a whole party just to get her to come over that's a and lot of work that's that's doing too much yeah have you guys seen like how i met your mother uh yeah yeah it's, and that reminds me of like those episodes towards the beginning of the show where like ted just threw like party after party after party to try to yeah, get I remember that. yeah that's what that reminded me of um 
And then this one's anonymous. And you guys will see why in a minute. So she was like, I've been talking to this guy for a while. And he told me that he was good. So I went to go see him. Found out this week I tested positive for Corona. <laughs> Oof. Nice. So, I mean, it, I don't know if it was worth it or not. I mean, she didn't Bro, say. I mean, I have Corona. Give her my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. How many strippers do you guys think Lou Williams uh, gave coronavirus to? Oh, well, I don't know if he has it, but I know. But if he if did, he like it, at least funny. a dozen. I would love I to throw that in people's faces if he got like ten strippers coronavirus and all the people that said like, "Oh no, he just went for the wings." I could just shove it down their faces. Bro, I don't no, think I don't. Lou Williams should be back allowed and or allowed back in the bubble. No, that he should be allowed back when they build a strip club inside the bubble. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that like Magic City has to give him like at least a partial ownership stake though. Because you know how much he risked business it all gonna... to go there, dude. But do you know how much business they're gonna get just from like all this? Like you're gonna have husbands that are showing up saying, "Oh, honey, I'm going to pick up wings. I'll be back home." Like, I mean, Magic City is already infamous. I mean, everybody knows Magic City on a Monday. Shout out to Future. So, yeah, um, I, I don't do know want, if they really I do want to. Well, say... that that was big business for them for sure. But still, I do want to say yes. to any wives that listen to this show, if your husband says he's going out to get wings, make sure you're tracking his phone. <laughs> we yeah. should actually make a trip as the nosebleeds to go down to Magic City and just get the wings. Just like the wings. wings. Yeah. yeah, I already I, I looked up their menu. Like the wings are pretty expensive, though. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's like twenty bucks for like ten wings. Jesus. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go in there and be like, "Excuse me, wench. I do not want any services today." I'm I want the new Williams lunch. special. Bro, speaking <laughs> of that though, like we have a strip club like right down the road from my house, like right off the exit off the highway called Teasers. And they're really famous for their steaks. And I know that there were people that worked for like the federal government that they'd have business meetings at this place because they said the steaks were good. I'm like, <laughs> that's like always sunny when they bring the city councilman uh, to the strip club and they find out he's gay. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, so we, I think we covered it. What do you think's the best? What is the, what is the worst risk it for the biscuit? I think, uh, Gonzo, your Corona one was pretty bad. I also think this person that skipped a final, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Just yeah. to get I think that's the dumbest too. one. I think the I think the best one is um is the probably hosting the party. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, they were all pretty good. Shout out to all the listeners this week for sending for submitting your answers for that question. Yep. Um, before we go off the air here, um, I did want to mention that in the future, we're going to start going to um, two episodes a week at some point in the future. So stay tuned to the Nosebleeds on Instagram at Old Row Nosebleeds because we'll be mentioning it on there when we do that. That might be this week. It might be the week after. Um, so we're going to figure that out and we'll let you know the day that, you know, the, day, the days that these shows are going to be coming out. So, you know, stay tuned uh, on the page. And any last thoughts, guys? Yeah, no? I actually, I ha actually have something I want to add. So, I've never felt more like less accomplished than I have after finding out that a couple hours ago, Patrick Mahomes at the age of twenty-four bought the Super Royals, Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, won. I mean, I mean, won a Super Bowl, won the league MVP, got like a half billion dollar deal, and now he's the youngest like partial owner in the history of sports. Uh, bro, how do you how do you say that you feel less accomplished after that when Serena Williams' two year old daughter bought a part in a franchise? I mean, yes, it's the National Women's Soccer. <laughs> You're league, less accomplished than a two year old, Gonzo. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw that shit, and I'm like, bro, I really hope the next couple of years go well for me, so I could catch up with Pat Mahomes, but it's not looking too good. You got so a lot listen of to the podcast, guys. That way, we can buy his sports team. <laughs> yes, please. Maybe that's please what we should. We'll buy the Redskins and name them the Nosebleeds. Yeah, we should also start, like, if you guys have, like, a wiffle ball team or something like that that you guys want us to become owners in, send us that information. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy a fucking kickball team. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For $25, you guys have to nose, name them the Nosebleeds. Yep. And we get full control over rosters, salaries, everything. Yeah. <laughs> 25 cents a game. 
Okay. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up? No, thanks for listening, guys. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We will see you all next week. Adios. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'ma spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad bitch in the friend zone. This shit sound like an intro jet song. Give me that tempo. Told Pooh he'll fool with the shit. Told her don't let her friends know. In the villain, I move like a dime. Even Pettuccini or Vincenzo's. Me and my amigos got that free smoke on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm talking about pre rolls Dark hair bitch, and she look like she go. She do.